Welcome to the Florida State Podcast of Entrepreneurship and Innovation, where we showcase student entrepreneurs to learn about the startups they are working on, check in with alumni to hear about the companies they are building, and learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have built amazing companies. Hosted by Mark McNeese, a serial entrepreneur who has started for-profits, non-profits, social impact companies, and is currently entrepreneur-in-residence at the Jim Rand School of Entrepreneurship. I'm Mark McNeese, your host, and today we have Angela Udong-Wo, the co-founder of InnoHealth Diagnostics, to talk about her journey from ideation to winning the uh, innovation challenge to where she's pivoted and where she's gone today. Uh, Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So thanks for coming in, Angela. So uh, tell me a little bit about the formation of your uh, company originally, how you prepared for the innovation challenge, who, who were the co-founders? Tell, tell us a little bit about your journey. So um, co- I'll start with the co-founders. It was me and my friend in Keiichi. Um, we're both Nigerian. We're both very into healthcare. Um, we were in the pre-med track at FSU. And so I, I've always felt a need to give back to Nigeria because they're it's almost like a lottery where it's like, did your parents come from America or did they stay in Nigeria? And they're completely different stories. That's what, what they look like. So um, I always felt I need to go give back to that community. And in case you felt that same need. So around uh, end of 2017, early 2018, uh, we partnered together to kind of find a, a way that we can tackle that. Um, we had really great connections within um, Jim Moran, Wendy, and- um, Wendy Plant. Wendy Plant, yes, yeah. Wendy Plant. And she, uh, she directed us to Cesar Rodriguez, who uh, is the director of the BioBeam program. Right. And through that, um, we just took off from there where we just started um, in the ide- uh, ideation phase. We started just brainstorming ideas, looking at the uh, top five uh, killers and how to tackle that uh, through um, prevention, treatment, or diagnostics. So you were looking at the top five uh, killers of pe- uh, people in Nigeria. Yes, yes. And you decided you were going to use your, you know, your background in pre-med and working with Cesar Rodriguez mm-hmm. and Wendy on how to come up with a product or service exactly. uh, to to be able to move the needle on on this terrible problem that's exactly. happening in Nigeria. So what did you guys come up with? So um, we came up with, uh, um, so I was saying it was either treatment, diagnostics, or prevention. We decided to go with diagnostics because okay. um, the, going back to the top five re, uh, killers, uh, the top three are all infectious diseases. And um, one category, uh, it's called neglected tropical diseases. And they're a type of tr- infectious disease that um, is completely re- uh, preventable, which is the very devastating part. You don't, it doesn't have to kill you, but um, it's, it causes over a billion deaths worldwide. Um, and so we went with diagnostics because we believe that early diagnosis leads to more effective treatment and that leads to a better um, prognosis um, and just a better standard of life. Um, okay, so you decided to do the diagnostics and uh, how did you hear about the innovation challenge? So, um, so I was actually an entrepreneurship minor um, and I was directed through, I was in one of Wendy's classes, um, I think it was uh, how to build a business model. Um, and so I was directed through that to the challenge. Um, I think my friend was the one who pushed me to just, 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 just apply, why not? Um, and so 2017, um, I think November was the date just to put in your idea and then going through this challenge um, through 2018. Um, we didn't get past the second round, the submission two, um, because we really didn't have a formalized idea. 
but we knew that there was something there. We believed in the mission, and so we believed that we, as we continued moving forward, we continued doing research, um, we would get to an idea, a product will come, and we can apply for the next round, which is what we did. Okay, so the, f the next year? Next year. So, so the next year, so you, I didn't know that. So, so in 2017, mm -hmm. you uh, applied in the Innovation Challenge, and just for our audience, the Innovation Challenge is uh, what Jim Moran does to put out to all of FSU where entrepreneurs can come up with their ideas and and submit them and they go through different rounds and they have the opportunity to go to the final round where they can win uh, up to $10,000 uh, to seed their idea. And then there's other categories like best corporate social responsibility idea that can win like $4,000 and things like that. So. So you went into that process. Yep. Uh, you, you didn't make it past the second round. No, there's with, four rounds. Yeah, there's four rounds, and, and, and there's a lot of people that apply, oh, so, but yeah, you, yeah. you didn't let that um, sway you, and you went back to the drawing board. So what did you guys do like until the next time? So um, from, I think, the second round, the, it was like January, so it was very early on, um, and we were just thinking about this idea, so we weren't really... Uh, we weren't really swayed away from the idea because we knew we were still early um, and the pitch was going more to uh, more developed ideas. So we were like, okay, well, we just need to get to that more developed stage. Um, I've, I was graduating that year, but my partner was a junior, so we could still apply since she was an FSU student. And so we just went to the drawing board and we just literally met every single week uh, with more research papers that we've discovered. Um, looking at different ideas and, and until we came to a place where we found collaborators um, through the FSU uh, FAMU engineering school uh, senior design project that were doing diagnostics for a different infectious disease. Um, so we found collaborators and we started working with them over the summer uh, just thinking about how we can make this an actual thing. Um, and then I mean it became a thing uh, probably early that uh, school year, so August 2018. And by then we were just full on researching, full on um, ready to uh, develop the idea further. So we were ready by November to put in the idea again and continue with the process. So at this point, it, it seems like you have three different colleges involved. You have uh, Cesar Rodriguez from the College of Medicine right. mentoring you. Right. You have the College of Engineering, and then you have Wendy Plant from uh, the Jim Moran School of Entrepreneurship exactly. working with your team to help develop that. Exactly. That's one of the cool things at, at FSU in the entrepreneurship. It, I believe it's the only program that's actually university-wide, that mm -hmm. there's entrepreneur in residence at every college. Exactly. So, you know, because, you know, all these, you know, Lawyers need to be entrepreneurial, right? Doctors need to be entrepreneurs. So. Anyone can be an entrepreneur, and that's what so that's what I've learned through this whole process is that anyone can can innovate where they are right now. Anyone can change a problem that they see. So anyone can be an entrepreneur, and I think that's really important. So you come up with uh, this idea, this diagnostic idea. Tell us about that idea. Where where uh, tell us like how does it work? Why is it different? What what is the current way that people were diagnosing problems and why was yours better, faster, or cheaper? So I'll start with the diagnostic itself. Um, it came from a senior design project, as I said, uh, by Jack Robbins. Um, and he was going towards STIs. Uh, he was looking for more, uh, a faster way to diagnose this. And um, 
uh, excuse me if I go into very janky like technical language to stop me, but uh, he, uh, he was exploring this method called uh, loop mediated isothermal amplification, for short it's LAMP. Um, and that just involves putting a sample of uh, human urine in a chip or a really just any sample of uh, human sample and taking um, whatever you're targeting for us, it was a parasite, so the parasitic eggs um, in the urine and opening it up, getting the DNA and just amplifying it a lot until it's detectable. And so this was a very sensitive method because instead of waiting until there's an infection is a certain level of detection, you can get it um, when, just when the parasite was in your body, just even if it's one parasite, as long as they're producing eggs. Um, so it was sensitive, meaning it, was, uh, it would be accurate. Um, it was fast because the method performs uh, under 30 minutes and the GOAT standard, at least for us, um, for our disease is, uh, is looking under a microscope. So that takes a lot of different steps before that. Um, and it was cheaper because it didn't require all the personnel. It was in a chip that was very, it was plastic, was reusable, it was um, not reusable, sorry, disposable. Um, and the parts that uh, required to make the chip was were very, very uh, inexpensive. Okay, so how, do you know how much the, the standard test cost versus what your test cost? So the standard test would include, um, there's not really, a, it's not really a test, it's more of just a method. Okay. And that's, um, as I said, having someone to look under the microscope, count the eggs to see the number uh, of eggs. Um, and before that, you would have to do filtration of whatever sample you're using. Mm -hmm. um, you have to stain it and then put it under the microscope. So that's three steps just right there. Um, the cost of each step, I mean, the kit, it's the whole package was like 600 I know this because I just did it this past summer. Like $600. $600. Okay. And then, um, and then, so you have to divide that per how many samples you have. And then the actual person, uh, person who's doing it would get paid a certain amount. Um, you would have to wait to get it uh, double checked from someone else. It's just a very long process that it, long and expensive. It's inexpensive because of all the steps that are required, and it wasn't time efficient because it took. It, it was a long process, as I said. So, what you guys came up with? How long did it actually take, and how much did it cost? So, um, the standard test ran under 30 minutes. Um, it's a, it's a lab test that we were applying to the field, um, and then the cost for chip we we the prototype was costing around 66 cents to make um, to make per chip. And so we were going to market that at $1. So $600 long time versus $1 30 minutes. Exactly. All right, fantastic. So you you pitched this, you go back into the innovation challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, did you get past round two you in get, 2018? <laughs> we got past round two okay. and three and four. Um, we got in. <laughs> All right, you're going too fast. Tell, so, so tell us about, uh, so round two, what did you do? So um, round two was uh, putting in the business mo uh, business model canvas. Okay. okay. Yep. BMC okay. business BMC. model canvas. Yes. Yep. And so um, that involves having your um, your key partners, your uh, your actual product, um, pretty much just how you're going to make money, um, who's going to buy it, mm -hmm. um, that that type of setup. So. We put it in because we actually had a product. We actually had data to show that it was um, better than the gold standard. Um, and so we got past that round. Okay, and then you went to round three, which was? Um, going into the budget. And um, I think it was more of uh, what we plan to um, do in the next year and how much it would cost. 
Um, and so that was, that was the, what I liked about the innovation challenge is that it forced you to do steps that any company would need to do. So the business model canvas is, is pretty much your business, uh, the budget, uh, who, how much you need to pay for your partners or if you need to pay them is things you need to think through. Um, and so that was the third. Okay, and then the fourth, uh, well, and the third you pitched as well, right? Semi-final pitch? I think the fourth was the semi-final Okay, pitch, so yes. you pitched in the semi-finals, mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's probably like 24 semi-finalists at I, that point I or something? I believe it was, it, was like a, it was a lengthy number. Um, I'm not sure how many people applied, okay. um, but the semi-finals was, a, it's, yeah, close to 20, I'm not sure, yeah. I'm and sure. Uh, since you're here, we'll assume that you passed the semifinal round yes. and you got to the finals. So tell me, tell us about the finals. Well, uh, what was that like? Uh, it was nerve-wracking <laughs> because the semifinals was the first time. Um, yeah, it was the first time I pitched and pitched the idea in front of uh, a group of people that weren't always in the weekly meetings. Um, so I was just like, <laughs> like just shaking. Um, but we got past the semifinals, as you said. So yeah. Really grateful. And then the finals itself, um, we had a way better PowerPoint. I would just <laughs> shout out to all every, everybody on the team for making that PowerPoint better. Um, but honestly, we believed in the mission, and and everybody had such great ideas, and we were just happy to be there. So we kind of just we we watched, we applauded. Um, when it was our turn, we went, we pitched, and yeah, we made it. We made it through. Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, I was fortunate to be a finalist judge, and I was very impressed with your team. Yeah. And uh, the cool thing is, too, is you, you kind of alluded it to, uh, to it, that you're pitching to people that you really, that they don't know you, they don't yeah. know your product, and, and things like that. And in the finals, that we fly in top business leaders from around the country mm -hmm. and, and pull in experts and things like that. So it's, it's a real big deal, <laughs> right? And and uh, so so you won, and uh, and then afterwards, like uh, the winners got to go dinner with yeah, uh, like all... a lot of the sponsors and 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 directors, mm -hmm. and had, we had a big swanky dinner great, yeah. and everything, and 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 all that. So. So fantastic. Well, uh, we we talked before, so I, I I know that you've pivoted since the innovation challenge. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell tell us about that. So um, post innovation challenge, um, I'm also in my master's program in public health, so it was really aiding towards what um, we were doing with the with the mission in the company itself. And through that program, we met um, partners right in Nigeria who um, were able to house us this summer and they have a diagnostic lab. So we were able to actually perform the gold standard um, with a sample of almost 300 um, patients. Um, or I'll just call them people because patients. But, <laughs> but um, so we had around 300 samples and we were able to perform um, the process I was just explaining with filtration, microscopy. And um, we understood that the, the problem itself wasn't just, the solution wouldn't just be diagnosis. Mm -hmm. You know, diagnosis was a great way for early uh, an early solution, um, more effective treatment, but there's still a lot of factors that go into just the disease itself, and that goes into behaviors, a lot of, it's a multifaceted issue. So, um, so as you said, we pivoted because um, we understood that the product itself wouldn't be feasible as a first uh, first to market product um, and so 
we're looking at more of, uh, a multi, as I said, it's a multifaceted problem, so looking at a multifaceted solution. Um, and that, that might involve uh, different software, it could, it could involve di diagnostic in a different form, but um, as I said, it's, it's an it's a issue that needs, to be, that needs to be addressed, and so we're very eager to address it. Okay, great. So, um, what's next? Like, what's your, what's your next steps? So the next, so, so we're kind of, um, and this is why it's a, it's great being an entrepreneur. It's really an up and down roller coaster. Um, and so we had some huge ups after the challenge. We went to other challenges and we uh, were able to bootstrap more money. Um, and then our, I wouldn't even say this is a downboard, but more of just like, what can we do to, to address the mission? Um, and that that goes into the next steps, which is okay. So. We need, to, we need to put more people on the team mm -hmm. with different perspectives. Um, we have to increase, uh, we have a key partner now in Nigeria. We're gonna go back there, click, uh, gather more data. We're gonna analyze our data we have this summer um, and kind of just maneuver the business model to, uh, in response to that data. Okay, so you have, that's great to hear. So you have a key partner in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you you're building your team here mm -hmm. what would you say do you have everything you need to go to the next level or what what's what's one of the needs that you guys like what's your biggest need to keep moving this thing forward i think um i don't know if anyone has everything they need and ever as an entrepreneur no <laughs> i wish um but i would say the biggest need right now would be um from a technical aspect, because we do believe that innovation in uh, in technology is a huge step forward with um, with healthcare, and we believe that we can we can bring that innovation to Nigeria and to its communities because it's actually already there. It's just what's there has a lot of uh, they don't have as many resources as we do here to to move to the next step, and mm -hmm. so it can even look like helping that innovation go to the next level. Okay. Um, but we but what we but I guess a short answer would be um, kind of a, from a tech standpoint, um, like a CTO for, uh, to move forward in the technology realm. That's fantastic. So uh, kind of going back in your journey, mm -hmm. um, you said that Cesar Rodriguez uh, helped a lot and, and Wendy Plant. Mm -hmm. uh, what other uh, faculty or staff members uh, at the at Florida State or the Jim Moran School has helped you along in your journey? Um, well, of course, I have to uh, shout out Emily Pritchard. Um, oh, she, she's great. Yeah. yeah, she's a professor at the um, at the engineering school. Um, she joined us in our journey, um, took us through uh, the ACC challenge, which is a regional challenge through the East Coast, um, and continues to help us and uh, stay on the team. And um, she's a huge aspect, uh, not only because of her background, but be because of her current connections. Um, she actually put us with Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville um, to, for their new business incubator. Um, we're gonna be their first student business in the incubator. Oh, fantastic. It opens up, um, I believe, uh, I think next week or two weeks from now. Congratulations. So, so that's, a pretty cool, um, that's a pretty cool partner itself. Um, and so we're really looking forward to learning from their, uh, their connections and uh, th their experiences. Fantastic. Well, those are all great people. It sounds like um, you feel like, and you and the team feel like you've been well supported here at FSU. Yes, yes. FSU is uh, it helped me as a person tremendously, but as a, as a business person, um, I don't. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, uh, it's on if as if the school is on the map as the, as a big entrepreneurship school. But Jim Moran has sh helped. Sh I can say this personally, but for other people that I know has gone through the process as well, uh, shaped them as an entrepreneur because not only do they have that opportunity at the Innovation Challenge and um, even before that, but they have connections beyond that. So it's a huge realm of people that you can you can continue to talk to, continue to, that want to see you succeed. Um, and that's just a really great, uh, a great thing to have as a young entrepreneur, as a student, as a person. Well, awesome. Thank you, Angela, for coming in today and sharing about the journey, your journey and your and Inno, uh, Health's journey and your pivot and everything. It's very exciting to hear what's going on and to be able to reconnect uh, with you and just hear about everything. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the Jim Moran Entrepreneurship Podcast. Again, I'm Mark McNeese, your host, and our guest today was Angela from Inno Health. Uh, Angela, wh where do you like to listen to or watch podcasts? Um, I really like going on Spotify Okay, you can listen to music and then hop on a podcast right after. Very good. So you can catch us on Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you like to listen or watch uh, podcasts. Do us a favor, if you like the podcast, please share it and also uh, like it and rate it. And uh, let's get the word out for the Jim Moran Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for joining the Florida State Podcast of Entrepreneurship and Innovation. If you would like to be notified of new episodes, please subscribe via your favorite player. Also, if you like the podcast, please take the time to share it on social media give it a five-star rating, and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you enjoy your podcasts. This will help us get the word out to other entrepreneurs that the FSU Entrepreneurship Podcast has been launched.